Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Lord, I thank you for this moment. Now, God, I pray that you give me the right words to say at the right time, like you did for Esther for such a time as this. Give me the hand of David that I can sling these rocks at the tyranny that is causing us so much pain. Father, raise up David's, raise up Nehemiah so I can rebuild this wall. Amen. They let blood on the Capitol steps, they set us up. Patriots fighting for freedom and we not letting up. I'm a God-fearing soldier, I keep my weapon tough. Can't put no needle in my vein cause I'm a pure blood. I know the devil see me swerving in that 9-11. I'm TTG, we're ready, we the people's reverend. They let blood on the Capitol steps, they set us up. They let blood on the Capitol steps, they set us up. This thing that you call freedom, it come with a price. Tell me what you gon' sacrifice, just to live that life. Taking it back, they might. I can never be Democrat. I'm trying to keep my stacks. You know I work so hard for it. Democrats want those offerings. Tell me just what they offering. They capitalize on no fall I sense. I'm with the right side, no arguing. All these black folks, they harvesting. You see, they trying to groom my kids. We speak up, then we get banned. I'ma keep fighting till I kick that can. They got you hypnotized, you in the trance. They love blood on the money and shot to sell it to us. That's so sad. I can never vote Democrat. Capitol steps, they set us up. Patriots fighting for freedom, and we not letting up. I'm a God fearing soldier, I keep my weapon tough. Can't put no needle in my vein, cause I'm a pure blood. I know the devil see me swerving in that 9 11. I'm TTG, we're ready, we the people's reverend. They let blood on the Capitol steps, they set us up. They let blood on the Capitol steps, they set us up. Why your patriot had to die that day? I pray to G.O.D. He help you wash them tears away. 1776, we rep it every day. Us patriots walking with angels up to the pearly gates. Don't pray on me, just pray for me. I love my country faithfully. I rep that two-way boy. Yeah, you know it. Stay on me. These dummies digging up their votes. Biden's giving them false hope. But Trump would never sell his soul. Yeah, I got a lot of questions for the sitting president. Sleepy Joe became a puppet. Now we think he relevant. Black Lives Matter, why was they looting? At the Capitol, Patriots wasn't shooting. They told us Big Pharma had that real solution. I blame Nancy Pierre for collusion. All right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Happy Monday! El Monday! That was the people's render, uh, the people's reverend on his new show or new uh, song that he just recorded on the steps of the Capitol. And that was yes, that was Ashley Babbitt's mother in that. Oh, I thought I recognized her. I'm like, yeah. But what's up? What's up, Vince? How we Vince? How was your weekend? Oh man, well I I was kind of half following the narrative as I can't seem to get away from it, and. Uh, uh, and and we're know, switched here. Hold on. It's been quite eventful and quite the sight to see. Uh, it's kind of something we've all been suspecting would happen, right? Obviously. We'll what, what are you talking about, Vince? I had a great weekend. I just chilled I had and a... relaxed. I turned oh. my phone off. I, I You know, no. after, yeah, I just turned my phone <laughs> off. I just didn't <laughs> pay attention did to anything. Well, did something we happen? Did 
Well, it started unfolding last week, as you know. What what happened? Silicon Valley bank collapse. Oh, you mean, you mean the bank that all the rich people put their money in? <laughs> yeah, and what did you think? What did you expect uh, come today? Like over the weekend, were you like, is the market's going to crash or it's going to do all right? Or, you know, how did it pan out compared to what you thought? Well, so I thought that we would probably see one or two more collapses over the weekend, which we did. Signature Bank, obviously, uh, um, that bank collapsed and the government stepped right in with that one. Um, you know, interesting Quickly. enough, uh, you know, who, who, uh, who's one of the board of directors of, of uh, Signature Bank? Do you know? I did read something. I can't remember off the top of Isn't my mind. Isn't that Barney but... Frank? Who's that guy? <clears throat> well, you remember the, the legislation oh. that, <clears throat> excuse me, Joe Biden is blaming Donald Trump for rolling back the Dodd-Frank Act is a reason why this happened. And it just so happens that Barney Frank's bank, and I think Barney isn't Barney Frank dead? I'm pretty sure. Either way, Barney Frank was on was a on the board of directors of Signature Bank, which was bailed out this weekend. I mean, you know, two banks are here's the thing is you remember Yellen saying, We're not using treasury money or taxpayer dollars to bail these people out. So they're using the FDIC. Okay? So, yeah. firstly, Silicon Valley Bank. Who does business at Silicon Valley Bank? M- many tech businesses, new startups, stuff like this. Do, do, like, average folk with a few thousand dollars in their bank account have an account no. at Silicon Valley Bank? No, it's business-oriented. <laughs> no. no, no. It's, like, millionaires and billionaires, and then their businesses, which are multi-billion dollar businesses. So... Silicon Valley Bank collapses, and they say there's just too many deposits coming in. Their business was just so good, too many bo- deposits coming in. Oh. Yeah. Was this a scam? No, I don't think it was a scam. But oh. they came out and said there would be no taxpayer bailout. But the FDIC is going to bail out every single depositor. Now, in the history of banks, okay, there's only been one bank that was not bailed out by the FDIC. Its depositors weren't bailed out by the FDIC. And this is like Oakley Oakley Bank, Oakley SB, SNA or something like that in 2008. Okay? Um, but typically with these banks, when they get bailed out, they have maybe, you know, three or four billion. Now, the FDIC will insure you up to $250,000 per depositor. Up to... Three point five billion. So they're they're the whole fund that they hold for FDIC, the insurance that they hold is three point five billion. That's it. Yeah. So okay. one hundred and twenty eight billion is now going to Silicon Valley Bank. That's a lot. A little bit over what you got yeah. there, right? Okay. So I expected the stocks to be volatile this morning. Bloom, 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 bloom. That's exactly what we saw. We saw a lot of them tumble. And then we saw most of them come back up uh, for the banks. Okay, all the bank core banks rebounded after they got halted, right? <laughs> or a lot of them. What you're imagine, going yeah. to see over the next coming months, okay? What yeah. you're going to see over the next coming months is the the shots fired to bring down the U.S. economy. Now, what you saw this last weekend and what you're kind of seeing. And we went over this a little bit, I think, on Friday. But think about it this way. Is that banks had to restructure their debt in 2020. 
Uh, they pull them out of long-term bonds, put them in short-term bonds, okay? And mm-hmm. because of the rising interest rate, those bonds go negative, and basically those banks are no longer making money. And they're saying, well, you know, Silicon Valley just put too much money in bonds. Um, well, the other part of this was that the depositors who have lots of money don't need loans, so there's no income deriving from that source because they all have interesting multi-millions of dollars. So there's a lot of factors that this was a wealthy bank. And then Signature Bank, another wealthy bank, bailed out as well. Um, but this is just the tip of the iceberg. This is going to happen again. Now, Silver actually made some interesting strides today. Silver kind of, um, I, I think I might actually have the chart up here. Yeah, it was up at least a dollar at one point. I don't know how it ended here. And if I can pull up the spot prices of Silver, yeah, we can go here. Let me let me go here. I want, I'm going to go to Silver. I'm going to pull this up. Now, if you if you look at this grid price here, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to add the U.S. dollar in here, okay? Mm-hmm. And what you see is, I wish it was an inverse grid, but the U.S. dollar is coming to a point of convergence with silver. Historically, every time that the dollar touches, okay, uh, that silver and the dollar come together, silver tends to increase massively in price. So and what I mean by come together, if you look at these far out there points right here where the dollar's at 114 and silver's at $18, this is what we actually mean, is that this would be a convergence point on a different graph. This is just SD Boolean. Uh, actually, let's go to AppMax. There we go. Go to AppMax. AppMax has the better graph where I can show you this. Um, spot the silver. And so if I go in here and I put the US dollar in, now you're seeing this. See how the blue line is coming in here converging with silver? So you're going to have this blue line converge with silver, and silver's already moving up. If we go to the year total, typically what we have during these points in time during convergence is right here, silver busts up. Right here, silver busts down. And so we have, during these points of dollar-silver convergence, you're typically going to have a move in silver dependent upon what the move of the dollar is. If the dollar is heading up in value, silver is going to skyrocket in price. If silver is heading up in value or if the dollar's heading down in value, the dollar's gonna, or the silver's gonna decrease in price. And so this is one of those telltale signs that we're about to hit uh, some trouble for the US dollar here in the coming future. Now you gotta remember, one different thing that we have in the economy right now is we have a very, very, um, I, I guess, mixed economic system globally. China's dependent on the U.S. The, Russia has to have someone to sell to. But this is the point of the BRICS nations to kind of, you know, recompensate for that. Right. Right. Um, but what we're moving to right now is a new world order. And if you don't believe me, What's the world? I want you to listen to what Ray Dalio has to say. And I don't know if I played this Thursday, but I'm going to play it again because I think it's important here. Ray Dalio, uh, if you don't know, uh, Bridgewater uh, hedge, fir- hedge, hedge Fund is owned by Ray Dalio. Brid, uh, Bridgewater's $100 billion hedge fund. Ray Dalio is worth $15 billion. This guy has a seat at that big table that we've always talked about. Here's him talking okay. to Charlie Rose. Check this out. World order is going to change. Yes, we're changing the world order. Okay. In 1945, we started the new world order. What I mean is, over throughout history, there's a fight for control because there's no world court that you go to and plead your case. And so there's a fight for power. So there's a war, and then the winners come out of that war, and the winners set the rules. 
And so 1945, the United States had 80% of the world's money. Gold was money at the time. It had half the world's GDP. It had a monopoly on military power. So the U.S. set the world order. That's why the United Nations is in New York. Washington, D.C. has the IMF and the World Bank. And its currency became the reserve currency. And its currency became the reserve currency because of that, that set of circumstances. Okay, things evolve. Things change. Okay, over history. So the three big things that are changing now that haven't occurred in our lifetime is the amount of debt and money creation, which affects the value of money. And you can see it affecting what's going on every day. Large debt Inflation, means the printing of money. Right. The large debt puts, in a, puts central bankers in a choice. Do you pay it back with hard money or do you pay it back with printed devalued money? And if you pay it back with hard money, it's hard. In other words, that's when you have debt crises. So in all cases, they eventually print money and that produces inflation. Right. So that dynamics, the first. And that's the place we are at this moment. That's the place we are at this moment. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll drill down on that in, in a minute. The second, the second is um, when there's a great internal conflict, usually when there's a large wealth and values gap and at the same time as you have a financial problem. Then you get populism, populism of the left and populism of the right. In other words, those who feel disenfranchised want people who are going to fight for them. They don't want compromisers. They want, don't want them to be in the middle because middle means that they're not fighting for them. They want them to have guts so that you have populists of the left and populists And their the positions right. harden. And their positions harden and there are no compromises. That's why we're potentially in a situation that you could see in one of these elections, maybe in 2024, that neither side would accept losing. Perhaps we see that. That's, you see, maybe you don't follow the rulings of the Supreme Court. Anyway, when, that's a serious question today. Serious question. So these things have not happened in our lifetime, but they happen many times in history. So if you look at that, you see from those patterns why the gaps begin, become greater and the positions harden and you see the dynamics. So that's the second. And the third is the rise of a great power to challenge the existing great power. In other words, I, I gave you the example of the United States was so dominant in 1945. Now it's not as dominant. It is not dominant. In other words, China and the opposition is as strong as the United States and its allies. And so we have a conflict and there are five kinds of wars. And they start in this order, just sequentially, typically. A trade war, a technology war, a geopolitical influence war. Then you get into a capital and economic warfare, which we are now with sanctions. They always happened in history. And then there's a military war. And so you could see that progression happen through time. And that creates a template. So I like to look at the template and then plot dots to see how we're... Okay, so that's where we are right now. I want you to go back to the beginning and list to what he says. Now, this is one of those guys who's at the globalist table. In a moment in which the world order is going to change. Yes, we're changing the world order. Okay. We're changing the world order. Not the world order is changing. He says, we are changing the world order. There it, it is, man. There it is. And he tells you no. exactly how they're going to do it. And he says, right now, we're in the capital and economic side of it, warfare, which leads to World War III. He also said, is maybe we're going to rise to a situation like in 2024 where people don't accept the election results. Mm -hmm. what, what, what does that mean? That's civil war. So we have to understand that they're already setting the stage for nobody to accept the election results in 2024. And Roxy nailed it. Who are we? We is the new world order. It's the table he sits at. It doesn't matter who comes out in power and control. The we 
is happening. Wow, dude. And so this was basically the shot across the bow. This is I, I think that this could have potentially been a dry run. Okay? Just collapse. think about it. Well, no, go ahead. You're talking about the bank collapse. Right. This, this could have been a dry run because think about it. There was something interesting that happened. Okay? Hmm. Thursday night, a lot of people didn't get paid. A lot of people had their direct deposits held. Okay? Yeah. Now, I, I know quite a few people have already reached out to me, said, I didn't get didn't get paid Friday. I didn't get paid Friday. Okay? Now, some of this has to do with payment processors using SVB. Others have to do with banks like Wells Fargo. They did this in 2020. Chase, Wells Fargo. They did it in 2020 during COVID. Is they held all the direct deposits and did not deposit them into the account because they were fearful of a run on the banks. Yeah. So wow. I went to the bank Friday and mm-hmm. I'm waiting in line and this, uh, this little old Indian lady, she goes, so many people taking money out today. It must be because it's spring. Oh, and I'm like, Uh-oh. and I look at the manager and I look back at her and go, yeah, it's just warm out. I want to go spend some money. She goes, I <laughs> thought that's what it had to be. People just want to go. And I go, it has nothing to do with the bank collapse. <laughs> she goes, oh, a bank collapse? I go, yeah. She goes, oh, that's not good. And I go, no. I said, she, I go, a lot of people have been coming in and taking money out. She goes, every other customer has been taking out thousands upon thousands of dollars. Wow. And... I'm not urging people to go out there and take out thousands of dollars, okay? I would recommend having, if you can, $5,000 cash, right? Depending on what your needs are. I look at it in the sense is that I would want to have about two to three months worth of cash to live on. Make sense? Two to three months yeah, worth of cash to live on. And that includes fund. rent. Okay, so that includes rent, your your mortgage, okay? So you don't want to be thrown out on your ass. Um, also, and this goes to the prepper thing. If you can buy one acre of land, five acres of land, or ten acres of land, do it. And I've always said this. If you live in a place where it's cheap taxes, like 100 bucks a, a year, pay that off for like <clears throat> four or five years, okay? Yeah, or as far as you can and can't afford. Right. And then... Make sure that you have some sort of camper. And the reason I say this is because if everything goes to shit and you're renting and your landlord comes in and says, we're jacking prices up now because everybody's losing their houses and, you know, rent doubled and you can't afford it. Now you go live at your land with your camper. And yeah, nobody can and touch you. How does it, if there's a financial collapse, how do people even pay their taxes? Do they lose their land? Well, that's why this is systemic collapse. And here's the thing. No, you wouldn't lose your land. You own that land. Now, the county's going to come in and say you need to pay your taxes. Be like, I'm paid up for 10 years, dude. See how that works? Mm, I wonder, though, what's the process for paying your taxes? Up front? Yeah. You can actually get a really good discount on it. You can go to the county and you say, hey, this is a proposition for me to pay my, my taxes up for 10, 20 years. Yes. And you pay them up front and they typically done. Actually, Donald Trump well, did this. 
mm-hmm. with a lot of the buildings that he uh, did in New York City. I think the Waldorf Astoria, which was one of his first ones, what he uh-huh. did is he paid uh, 80 years worth of taxes up front. I wonder if they just say oh, your taxes are this amount, so multiply that by 10, or if they increase it every year because, like, and and also if you build on it or anything like that, it increases your taxes. So Well, they actually give you a discount if you pay up front. Hmm. So you should get like a 10, 15% discount if you pay up front. But yeah, if you go back and like, let's say it's re- zoned residential and you put a hundred thousand dollars structure on it. Yeah. Your, your, your taxes are going to go up. Um, but if the system collapses, who gives a shit? Um, and, and so someone said that their taxes are 4,500 a year. That's probably cause you yeah. have a house on that property. I'm talking yeah. about just undeveloped land. Oh. oh, I'm talking about undeveloped land here. Okay. I'm talking about undeveloped land, and this is why you have an acre of undeveloped land and a camper. Okay? Okay. Not an RV. Not like one of the ones you drive. A camper. But then you need, like, somewhere to put your waste. Get get a place. Don't buy in Arizona or Southern Colorado where there's no water. Okay? But think about this. Is if shit goes to... If things go to shit, Mm -hmm. jump in your RV, head up to your land... Lay down camp. Yeah. You have nature. You have trees. Hopefully animals. Start start building. You got plenty of food. Set up everything you need to set up and have everything ready to go. And here's the thing is everything's collapsing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and, and this is the beautiful thing about it because I was, I was thinking about this today. It's like if you're, for instance, if you and your husband work a job, okay, and let's say you own two acres of land and you have an RV and they're both paid for. Okay, both paid for and your taxes are paid for 20 years and you get a little bit of money in the bank and the system collapses and you both lose your job. Okay, the bank repossesses the house. Go to your land. If it's in a trust, they can't touch it for bankruptcy. You go to your land and guess what? You, You don't have any bills. If you're off grid, the only bills you have is whatever you do. Yeah. And, and you're not going to ever be homeless from this. Yeah, it's true. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it's a it's an it's an interesting scenario and here's the thing is you know why you should buy land? It's a great investment because you're investing in America. The acre of land that you buy a globalist cannot. Imagine that. An acre of land that you can buy a globalist cannot. A you corporation can cannot. Can say, yep. You can say no. <laughs> Not for sale. Yep. So what we saw, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed biggest since the Great Recession as FDIC promises to cover all deposits, not just the first 250000 uh, I talked about this. This is, you, you know what? Good for those people. But if this was like a regular bank, a regular small town bank, you wouldn't be seeing that happening. Yeah, they really rushed in quick to do that, man. Like panicky style. So for your consideration, SVB is massively invested in China. It has joint ventures with them. They were recently subpoenaed in the U.S. Virgin Islands Epstein case. Uh, They are woke as fuck. Choice (laughs) Bank, of which uh, um, of the failing tech oligarchs, Owen connected the Russian swamp as well. SVP 
Um, in the Silicon Valley, Valley, Chinese and Russian swamp, Silvergate Bank was crypto crooked. Signature Bank had Barney Frank on the board and is connected to the FTX scandal. The draining of the Russian swamp, which is happening right now under the guise of the task force klepto capture. Uh, I disagree with that part, but anyways, Trump and Peter uh, Trump ally Peter Thiel withdrew everything from SVP and announced it. That lit the blaze. Yeah, which was an interesting factor mm-hmm. that happened last week. Fed Vice Chair Barr to lead the review as FSVB regulation. Um, you know, there's not much to say. I mean, it was pretty straightforward and people saw this coming. Billionaire warns of economic meltdown down after banks collapse. Uh, hedge fund manager and billionaire Bill Ackman. Uh, predicted that the economic meltdown is uh, is on its way Monday after Friday's collapse at Silicon Valley Bank. The billionaire predicted that uninsured bank customers would rush to withdraw as much cash as possible on Monday morning when they can. On Friday, the 16th, the largest bank of the United States, 16th largest bank of the United States, was providing financing for a large chunk of the country's venture-backed tech and health companies, was taken over by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation as its stock plummeted. It marked the largest bank collapse since 2008 financial crisis, and it stranded billions of dollars belonging to companies and investors. And so here's Bill Ackman, what he says right here. The government has about 40 hours to fix a soon-to-be irreversible mistake by allowing SVP Financial to fail without protecting all depositors. The world has woken up to what the uninsured deposits is, an unsecured, illiquid claim on a failed bank. And so I love how Bill Ackman says here by, you know, they have 48 hours to fix a soon-to-be irreversible mistake. And he's saying bail them out. Why is that? He's probably got his money with them. Nobody's ready for the crap collapse. Nope. But Kim.com says it best here. $620, $620 billion of unrealized losses. Overall equity, $2.2 trillion. If a run on the banks would happen, it could be fatal even to for several large U.S. banks like J.P. Morgan and Citi. This crisis isn't over. The U.S. Tre- Treasury simply bought some time. This is the graph that we were showing the other day. And... Yeah, this isn't a good situation. We're going to talk about this here. Uh, the follow-up from the Silicon Valley Bank collapse has directed attention to the $620 billion ticking time bomb in the banking system that has a potential to spell doom for the financial system. SVB's meltdown partially caused a chasm between its assets and what they were worth in the market. Eventually, SVB sold some of those assets, spooking investors and triggering a run on the bank. But SVB isn't alone as banks across the United States were sitting on $620 billion in unrealized potential losses at the end of the last year. That whole illustrates how why authorities at the Federal Reserve, the Department of Treasury, and FDIC were so eager to stave down contagion or panic spread from SVP's dismise across the banking sector. The reason for this predicament is that banks compiled a plethora of bonds and treasuries during times when interest rates were hovering near zero. But now the Federal Reserve has begun jacking up rates in an effort to combat inflation, which has caused many of those assets to plunge in value. Here it is from the uh, joint statement from the Treasury and Federal Reserve of them using the FDIC's money to bail it out, even though that it exceeds at $250,000 per customer. Now, this is where I'm going to bring your attention to. This is what I think's happening here. I, and I talked about this on the Dark Delight show, so this might be a, a, a summarization of what I said earlier. Vince, do you know what happened in 1929? Stock market crash. Stock market. Why did the stock market crash? Uh, I don't know. 
So you have right. big banks. So you have, you have the first time a central bank is out there, right? Mm-hmm. Federal Reserve's coming up to its 20-year anniversary. <clears throat> you have all these big banks, Chase, Wells Fargo, so forth, that are the big boys in the street, right? The Wall Street banks. Okay. And they are borrowing money from the central bank and then loaning that money to the smaller banks. Now, during this time, you had thousands of small banks around the country. These were basically hometown banks, and they were mom and pop shops. Mm-hmm. Okay? So they were taking their money. So if, if, if you know, Mrs. Smith came in and needed a mortgage, okay? Yes. They would borrow this money. From the bigger banks. If they needed a farm loan, they'd borrow that money from the bigger banks. Right? right. And it was just the roaring 20s. It was, nobody expected anything. So, you know, they're loaning money out and business is good. Everybody's leveraged 10 to 1. Well, what ends up happening is that Morgan brings speculation in the market and does a call in on all loans basically hmm. issued out to these smaller banks. So wow. you know what happens when a bank calls it? Did you know a bank can call in a loan at any time? So if you have a mortgage, let's mm-hmm. say you have an $800,000 mortgage, your bank mm-hmm. can come in tomorrow and say, hey, we're calling in that loan. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Anything. Any loan they can do that on. Okay? And so these small banks were like, we, we can't pay that. So now what happens is the big bank goes in there and starts to take its assets, its deposits. Then people said, you're not taking my deposits, and they do a run on all those small banks, and they start pulling their money out. Now all those stocks begin to crash and collapse. That makes sense. Stock market crash. But what what happens with the big banks? They don't get all their money they need? No. They write off all those loans that they just lost, and then they move in to acquire all the small banks. Yes. So they buy out all the small banks, centralizing power amongst themselves in the banking industry. This is why they are the big banks. Okay? Okay. What if I told you that's happening right now again? I believe it. Yes, I can okay. see that. Now, let's think about how this situation has arised. You have the Federal Reserve. We have 12 board of governors on the Federal Reserve Bank. They're all affiliated with Citibank Corp, Wells Fargo, Chase, right? All the big banks. Okay. Then you have these smaller banks, which hold billionaires' money and stuff like that and all that stuff. Don't worry about that. They run the Federal Reserve. So the interest rates from Fairman Powell are rising. Now, what's the point of the raising interest rates? It's to help people borrow money. and. No, no, that's lowering interest rates. Raising interest rates, okay is meant to match inflation. If you're raising the rates, money becomes more expensive. People don't borrow money. Money's not that free. People stop borrowing money, which pulls money out of the money supply. But there's another thing that's meant to happen during that time is you have this contraction and expansion time period. You have credit and debt cycles, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. During the credit cycles, you have cheap money and money's going out there and business is good. During debt cycles, okay, you have money flowing into banks, going into savings accounts, CDs, bonds, these types of things as interest rates begin to rise and inflation begins to come back down. The objective of raising interest rates is to reduce the, the circulation of money. 
reduce the amount of money mm. in circulation. Okay? Because inflation is too much money in circulation. So you raise the rates, money comes back in. Well, there's one thing that's supposed to happen. When interest rates rise, banks are supposed to increase the savings rate. Okay? Oh. So the savings rate basically will raise along with the federal interest rate. Why? Because it becomes incentive for people to stop borrowing money and start saving money. Traditionally, right. this is what's always happened. <laughs> right. Except for this time. Why? Except for this time. This time, they didn't raise the savings rate. Not until last week. Just last week is when they raised the savings rate. Last week. Why? Interesting. Yeah, timing. Timing, isn't it? But they didn't. But this is what also happened, okay? Through 2022, we had disposable income go down to the lowest time that the, the lowest time it's ever been since 1934 one trillion dollars left disposable income now we talked about this last week disposable income is the amount of money that people have left after paying their bills okay so this is money that people pull out of their bank accounts to go out there and put you know buy a car and go shopping and all these other things disposable income that decreased one trillion dollars from the market last year why did it decrease one trillion dollars from the market last year well, the banks also reported last week when they raised that incentivized uh, savings rate, the four mm -hmm. to 6%, the reason they did that is because they've seen a $128 billion decline in the last four months in the amount of deposits in the bank. And they said people, simply, well, yeah. people are not putting their money in banks anymore, just enough to clear their bills and pulling their money out and putting it into other investments that are giving them better returns. Right. So this actually causes a major problem for the banks because what happens is, yeah, the deposits are a liability, but it's also the liquidity, the liquidity right. for their debt. And when they don't have liquidity for their debt, they begin to panic. So what happens is, is now you have to get rid of all this bad debt and you have to centralize your expansion. So... <clears throat> regional banks are seeing a flight of deposits to too big to fail megabanks. Investors are dumping regional bank stocks despite a fresh federal backstop. <clears throat> the unexpected demise of Signature Bank over the weekend, along with the Silicon Valley Bank on Friday, ignited a shoot first, ask questions later reaction among regional bank investors as customers move deposits to the largest U.S. banks for perceived safekeeping. They're centralizing power of the bank. After all this is said and done, all those regional banks, all those small little town banks will be under the ownership of the big banks. You name it. That makes sense, man. Oh, my goodness. And why does that make sense? Because a lot of people, they were, so a lot of the conservatives are leaving their bill money in their bank accounts, then taking the mm -hmm. other money and putting it in the conservative bank accounts that don't conform to ESG. Oh, yeah. But now, if all these banks centralize into just four or five banks that all have ESG, guess what? ESG is the only way. That's right. ESG is the only way. Now, the good things that came out of this is climate activist companies are at risk after the SVB collapse. The bank was vital to the climate tech sector. <laughs> good. Second biggest bank failure in U.S. history on the verge of a much bigger collapse than 2008. There's just so much here. Uh, Lehman Brothers moment hasn't even happened yet. 
Um, at the end of last year, the bank had 175 billion in deposits, and approximately 151 billion of those dollars uh, of those deposits were uninsured. In other words, a lot of wealthy individuals and large companies are in danger of being wiped out. We know that that's not the case anymore because the Fed is going to come in. The government can. The government can. What what can the government do, right. Vince? What can they do in what regard? Well, you know, the government's bailing out these billionaires. What can the government do? You want to hear I a little You want to hear a little song about what the government can do? Okay. Let's listen to yeah. it. Everybody, gather around. I'm here to give you anything you like. You want free college, energy, mortgages, <laughs> whatever you like. You have come to the right place. Why? I'll tell you why. Who can take your money? Who can take your money? With a twinkle in their eye. A twinkle in their eye. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. The government can. The government can. And who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the trees? Who can tax the trees? Let you run a business and collect up all the fees. The government. The government. Oh, the government can. The government can. And the government can, cause they mix it up with lies and make it all taste good. And who can give a bailout? Who can give a bailout? Tell us to behave. Tell us to behave. And make the founding fathers roll over in the grave. The government. For anybody wondering, that's Tim Hawkins. You can find him on YouTube. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, he did that during 2012, I think it was. That is it's so called good. The government can. But it, it's so true. Yeah. The government can. The government oh can. <clears throat> All right. So Russia's trade surplus has hit a record high. The country's exports surged nearly 20% despite the Ukraine-related sanctions. I wonder if it has anything to do with the deals that they're doing through the BRICS nations. Yeah, it seems their plan worked on that front. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another article in here I wanted to bring in because it kind of uh, it kind of lays the foundation of what I was going to say next. I just got to find it. Okay. Uh, well, we'll just keep on going. So, okay. Russia's trade surplus hits record high. Uh, Russia's foreign trade turnover increased by 8.1% com uh, compared to 2021, reaching $850 billion. Ener energy products made up the bulk of Russian's foreign exports, comprising nearly 65%. Now, why is because they're accepting all different currencies, not just U.S. dollars for oil? Hmm, interesting. Biden has approved the controversial Willow Oil drilling project in Alaska. 
<laughs> what? I could have sworn he said something <laughs> like, uh, oh, there it is. Biden declares U.S. Arctic Ocean off limits to new oil and gas leasings. I mean, they are all over the board. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 okay, so no more drilling up there except for this Willow project. Uh, Willow oil drilling project. Yeah, we can do that. It's in a little Alaska. It's not the Arctic Circle. You know why he says off limits the Arctic Circle? Do you remember the beginning of the Biden administration? One thing that he, a deal that he did with Russia? Which one? No. He sold the U.S. drilling rights in the Arctic Circle to Russia. Wow. What the hell? He 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 pulled out and Russia moved in. Mm-hmm. What? Hey, have you been That's hearing this talk? Weird. How they're gonna increase the uh, the retirement age? I've heard a little bit hey, about yeah. this. They're like, oh, sixty-five. Yeah, something about this, and it was really creepy. Well, this is what Senator Kennedy has to say about it. Usually, oh, I like this guy. In this one, he can fuck off. I mean, the the. Um... <laughs> The, uh, the the life expectancy of the average American right now is about 77 years old. For people who are in their 20s, um, their life expectancy will probably be 85 to 90. Does it really make sense to allow someone who's in their 20s today to retire at, uh, at, at 62? Those are the kind of things that we should talk about. Okay. I want to go back and I want you to listen to just one part here. Does it really make sense to allow someone who's in their 20s today to retire at, uh, at, at 62? What did you say there, Senator Kennedy? In their 20s today to retire at... Uh, it, it's sense to allow someone who's in their 20s today... To allow someone in their 20s today to... Re- Wait a minute. Allow? The government now allows you to retire. Oh. <laughs> the hell? See? I'm, I'm retiring. So so here's the thing. Is they want to raise this to 72. So he said that maybe they're going to live to 8590. Okay? 8590. So if they retire at 72 now and you live to 85, that's 13 years of retirement. They're allowing you the 13 years of retirement of Social Security. Oh, they're so generous they are all pieces of shit i don't care who they are guys gosh now in in the good good vince considering the health aspect of this a lot of people are that are in their 20s now are dropping dead so that's also another thing we have to consider you know true it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be really damn good for social security though Oh, okay. <laughs> By the time I we get to us for Social Security, like, there's going to be nobody left. Be like, hey, guys, everybody's getting a Social Security raise. We can That's all retire at 45. <laughs> That's why they call you Silver Lining, Silver Lining Josh. Yep. <laughs> so do you remember when Joe Biden came in and they uh-huh. did the, um, the infrastructure deal? Uh-huh. And I was yelling and screaming when they were doing this infrastructure deal because... There was a provision in there in order for counties across the country to be able to accept the PPP dollars. This is the COVID dollars. Okay. They had to change their zoning requirements. So traditionally within residential areas, urban, suburban areas, 67% of all zoning is single family housing. Right. They made them in order to accept the PPP money. 
that they had to change that to 27% and then increase the amount of multifamily complexes as well as all of those multifamily complexes had to accept Section 8 and government subsidies. Ghettos. Yeah. Essentially. Washington House bill, Washington House passes a bill, Vince, that would ban single-family zoning. Yeah. That's your state. I know. And this is my plan. Buy the multifamily lots and build single-family homes. (laughs) (laughs) So the House of Representatives this week passed a bill that would ban single-family zoning statewide if passed by the Senate and assigned into law by Jay Inslee. According to the Seattle Times, uh, proponents urge that HB 1110 would increase the density of housing without adding to urban sprawl and would be critical in addressing the housing shortfall contributing to a high level of homelessness. Um, wait. there's Dude, oh, So just, the homelessness now is due to a housing shortfall. They just solved homelessness? Holy shit, Washington State. Yes, I mean, the I thought it great. was drug abuse, but hey, oh, I he guess that works. I thought it was drug abuse and mental illness from the left's agenda that was due to homelessness. But I guess we were wrong. Vince, the whole time, there just wasn't (laughs) enough homes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad all these mentally ill people and drug addicts are going to have warm places to live now. In suburban and urban areas. Their own places to take care of next door to us here in our little communities. Oh, my gosh. The world's changing. It's just a new era. It's a new time. Well, I'm just so um, glad that they figured out that this wasn't due to drugs and mental illness and and, well, good. and the left woke ideology. That, right. So hopefully uh, the pharmaceutical companies can increase all of their dials on yeah. that front. Dude, the pinkos are the tip of the spear in progress. Dude, this is crazy. Pinkos. What the heck, man? Well, you need to get out of Washington State. It's beautiful here, though. Can't we be like? Can't we save it? You know, I changed my uh, my phone picture to George Orwell. Oh, nice. Yeah, I need to change. Mine. I need to be reminded every day of the dystopian oh that gosh. we live in. Dude, I am such a loser. I have like the stock background. Oh, do you? Yeah. My daughter taught me how to change the background. Wow, I'm such a loser. I just realized on that. the iPhone you have to lock it and then you hold and you can scroll, and it'll oh, give you a whole bunch of custom backgrounds that you can choose. Oh, okay, thank you. Yep. U.S. targets sanctions. Uh, Russia sanctions evasion brokers. A special group has been tasked with identifying entities that are helping people to bypass restrictions. U.S. officials have ramped up efforts to legally liquidate the property of sanctioned Russians and penalize those who help them evade restrictions. According to Andrew Adams, the group is focused on identifying those who are helping Russians to avoid sanctions and expert controls. I think it can be quite effective to be um, sanctioning facilitators. And so guess who they're going to target in this? Well, think about this. Who who are the ones that are um, blocking or trying to help the Russians? BRICS, China. India? I don't know. Politicians? Ooh. Trump? Oh. Anybody in the oh. right? Hmm. Yeah. That's what I would say. Potentially. Hmm. All right. Uh, U.S. privately urges traders to resume shipments of Russian oil. 
Trading companies say Washington actively encouraged them to re-engage the shipping crew, the outlet reported. The U.S. government has quietly told the world's largest commodity traders to shed concerns over deals with price-capped Russian oil in an effort to ensure global supplies. Last year, the G7 countries in the EU banned imports of seaborne Russian oil, but sales to the countries that haven't joined the sanctions are still permitted at a price of $60 per barrel. While the White House hasn't opposed trading Russian crude in compliance with the price cap, major trading houses have shunned oil deals from the sanction-hit country. But over the concerns over the curves of Russian oil supplies are mounting, Washington, which has been pushing for restrictions, is now seeking to secure the flows. We've been actively encouraged by the Americans to re-engage on the moving of the oil. Now, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Let's let's read these two back to back. Okay. U.S. targets Russian sanctions evasion brokers. U.S. privately urged traders to resume shipments of Russian oil. Hold on a second here. Is the pot calling the kettle black? Because... Hold on. Russia said, hey, hey, U.S., we're not selling you that $60 price at barrel anymore. You're going to have to pay market price for it. But we will with these other, co- these other companies that didn't put these other countries that didn't put sanctions on us, right? <coughs> so now the United States goes to these other countries and says, hey, go buy that oil from Russia at $60 a barrel. We'll buy it f- from you at $62 a barrel. Which the United States is going around the sanctions that they just applied for everybody else. They're evading the sanctions. Does anybody not see that? Unbelievable. Big scam. Mm-hmm. What's Donald Trump have to say here? Let's listen to Donald Trump for a second. Has anyone noticed that inflation is getting worse? Just asking. Inflation is a self-inflicted wound. There was no reason this should have ever happened to our country. Name one thing that has gone well for America during the last two years. Then add the ravages of inflation, and you've got yourself a mess. It has been a very tough period for the U.S., but we will quickly make America great again, I promise. We will make America great again, and we will put America first. All right. So that was Donald Trump. You know what? He's actually right. So... Inflation didn't have to happen, Vince. You know, I believe it. When you have inflation actually incur- occurring, it's not a bad thing if you have growing GDP to substantiate the economic growth. Because with a larger economy, you need more money in the money supply to substantiate the growing economy. What okay. the problem was is with Donald Trump, you had growing GDP growing money supply then biden came in and went boom like this to the gdp crashed the gdp while the money supply was still high and now he's working to get back up there and see that doesn't work that way well he's slowing down the crash right (laughs) still oh this was the one i was looking for iran has pardoned twenty-two thousand people arrested in the recent protests according to state media Mm, yeah i forget what they said originally they were going to like execute all of them i yep, thought yep they were but now they're gonna pardon them now think about this okay iran is people. probably already has it days away from refined uranium nuclear bomb okay mm. russia and china are partnered with iran i've said this before iran is about to join the BRICS economic alliance 
I'm telling you, I'm the only one that's saying it. It's going to happen. Maybe that's why they're changing their tune as far as their social human rights. Because it will reflect them. It'll reflect on their allies later if they're assholes there that's exactly what it is now they're going to come out and say oh we, we just pardoned twenty two thousand people because we're, we're 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 contributing to human rights we we, we respect human rights and yeah. now they're going to join bricks they're like we're turning it over our new leaf mm-hmm. <laughs> oh lord that won't be good that is not going to be good nope and this is in oh, uh gosh. this looks like it's in france the tractors were ordered home but they said Now, this is interesting. These are people actually fighting for their right to survive. Yeah. Plant. Plants. And trade goods. Yep. And you know what? When we take the... The World Economic Forum, through the financial institutions, through the government, have implemented carbon dioxide, carbon and nitrogen restrictions on the farmers within the Netherlands, Germany, France, Italy. And these farmers, they're all fighting back. I'm telling you that this is going to lead to a world revolution in Europe. They think that they're in a communist revolution in Europe. Just wait. I'm telling you, people are going to rise up. People are going to take their fucking power back, and it's coming. I think they're all just waiting for the United States to make the first move. Wow, possibly, huh? Yeah, things could get hairy, that's for sure. I think that that's what we need, honestly. Mm. A lot of people do believe that. I I think that what we need to do, Vince, is we need to strike back at the government of the United States of America. And the way we do that is we say, we're going to have a national day of civil disobedience and protest. And if you do not give us our demands. We're not asking. We're not saying please. We're telling you. You do this or this. And on that day, if they do not comply with our demands, we turn off all direct deposits to our bank accounts. And then we pull out our money out of the banks. Think what that would do. We already know what it would do because they're afraid of it right now. Think what that would do. If you said, hey, look, we're all going to turn off our direct deposits to our primary bank accounts. We're going to pull all of our money out of the bank accounts. And then we're going to invest it all in gold and silver. Unless you stop this, stop this, stop this, and do this. That would work. And imagine... Go ahead. Sorry. It would work. It would be a big undertaking. Well... If you you just need a few people in MAGA, and I got okay. I know a, quite a few people to make that happen. Yeah, we'd have to market it globally. You'd only have to market it nationally, and and through MAGA. Think about it. If there's huh? 80 million MAGA out there, okay, and you get 10 percent, eight million people who do that, they just go to their employer and they say, hey, next uh, next cycle. My uh, my direct deposit's going to this account. Or check. Yeah. And they move it away from Wells Fargo, from Chase, from all these banks. We invest in hometown small banks with zero affiliation to ESG and zero affiliation to the big banks. And you start putting your money in those banks. banks. Guess what's going to happen? Those other banks will crumble and die. Immediately. Yep. 
and the stock market will crash. And the stock market will crash. Their stocks will crash. And a lot of people won't be able to get their money out. Well, but that's what the FDIC is for. At some point. Oh, yeah. But that's why what you Man. do is what I do. Is every week you go in there and you take a few thousand dollars out. Like, the only amount of money you should have in your bank account is to cover your bills. Yeah. And maybe another Sometimes, week or two of bills. Banks are so messed up nowadays. I've tried to do large withdrawals and they're like, oh, sometimes, sometimes, depending on the people. Oh, you know, could you come back tomorrow? Oh, could you call us a week in advance? Oh, yeah, it's too much or blah, blah, blah. Do you ever get that? So there's a, a dude out there. He's a uh, he's a podcaster and he does a financial podcast. And he wanted to show people a quarter million dollars, what a quarter million dollars looked like. So he went okay. to his bank and said, I need to take out a quarter million dollars out of my account. And they're like, okay, it's going to take three to eight weeks for us to get the money. And they came back and they only had $120,000 for him. Dude. It's all the money they could come up with. What? Mm-hmm. That's sad. It is sad. That's concerning. Wow. But I had no problem at Wells Fargo the other day. And yes, I do business with Wells Fargo because um, we banked with Wells Fargo for well over a decade and a half. And uh, you uh, and I understand this. You try convincing your significant other to pull your money out of a bank and go to another bank. Oh, yeah. Good luck. So I slowly pull yeah. it out, move <laughs> it, pull it, move it, pull it, move it. Like small little transactions, right? Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, I like that idea, by the way. And uh, if it needs, we need uh, details, but it's an interesting concept. But yep. the market just, I mean, the banks might just crash on their own before that happens. They will. Let's listen to Trump. Now we're laying out a bold, forward-looking vision for what we will do. And when we take the oath of office and we get back that beautiful, beautiful White House and we become... Together, the 47th president of the United States. Within hours of my inauguration, I will cancel every Biden policy that's brutalizing our farmers. And that's Trump in Davenport. I guess he was in Davenport tonight. I think he's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Today on Truth, he posted about, must have been about a dozen clips like he's been doing, uh, all from one kind of a speech, uh, snipped up in little pieces. Yeah. Did you see what's happening in California? Last week they had the uh, the snow blizzard. Now they're having yeah. massive floods. Flash flood emergency declared early today and still continuing in Springville and Porterville, California catastrophic mm -hmm. life-threatening situation as snow-covered mountains are rap rapidly melting. Yeah, just floods like I'd never seen in my life. You know, they didn't think about this, like, hey, we just had a whole bunch of snowfall in the mountains. Hey, what they happens when that do. melts? Oh, I don't they know. know. They have these atmospheric rivers coming in and melting it all rapidly. 
you know what you're gonna hear in the middle of the summer? There's a drought oh. in California because of global warming. Yeah. Well, the problem is there's when there's a drought, the earth doesn't gets doesn't absorb it and it yep. just runs away like this. Um, so unfortunately, a lot of this water isn't going to make it into the ground. So why is Trump pro-vax? Mm, I know why. You ready for this? And something happens. You know, presidential candidates, whether it's Obama or President Trump or Biden, come into office saying, I'm going to get rid of the swamp. I'm going to get rid of the corruption. But then they get in there and something happens. You know, Trump, Trump got in there saying, I'm going to get rid of the swamp. He asked me to be on a vaccine safety commission. And that news got out. Pfizer gave him a million dollars for the inauguration. And then for his inaugural party. And then he appointed two of Pfizer's lobbyists, Scott Gottlieb and Alex Azar, to run HHS. And they killed the Vaccine Safety Commission. And then Gottlieb went to serve on Pfizer's board. <laughs> Need to say more. I, you know what? I love Trump, but that was a bad move. He got bad advice Very on that bad. one. Very bad. And hence why, to take that million dollars, he's probably got to pay it back if he goes against Pfizer. That's what I'm assuming. That's probably the Trump's largest weakness at the moment. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to Kami Kamala. One of the young leaders was talking to me about climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. Climate mental health. And she talked, I said, I think I understand that, but unpack it for me. And she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? Don't do it. The sky is falling. They think the sky is falling. The sky is falling. I'll save you. Climate mental health. Climate mental health. Vince, what's climate is, mental health? It is an aspect of the most retarded period in history ever experienced and documented. That's what I think. <laughs> what is going on? Um, I don't know. But I bet you it has a lot to do with what's happening. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what's going on? I don't know, but I bet you it has a lot to do with what's happening. You better write that one down. That's a good one. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> better write that down. Can't hide it anymore. Soccer player up. Died suddenly. Died suddenly. Rapper dead at 28 after collapsing mid-performance South African rapper Costa Tish, who was born in Constantinos, Tasso Bangolu. No idea. 28 stumbled and fell while on stage. Footage of social media showed he was helped to his feet and then collapsed again. That's nice that people actually got him out of there. He's dead. 
unfortunately. Oh, so disturbing. Yep. Yikes. China now has plans to shut down cities because of common flu. China's Xi'an draws black backlash with flu lockdown proposal. So China's going to be locking down cities because someone got the flu. You got the sniffles? Lock it all down! Yeah, this is weird, man. Nope. This is something that Jeff and I noticed like during the vaccine originally. We called it Vax Drivers. Yes. The stupidity of drivers. L- l- just sound a bus shelter. Here. It's ten o'clock in the morning on a busy suburban street, and a B double truck begins drifting into the bike lane. Within seconds, it mounts the footpath, charging through a road sign and a light pole, barreling through an intersection. It then wipes out a bus shelter, fences, and trees, just stopping short of a house. <laughs> The entire terrifying event captured on Paul Brackley's car dash cam. Completely lost control and he was coming yeah. right into me. So I put my foot on the accelerator to get away, started crashing into things, and I then immediately pulled up. Um, and then I ran back and helped the guy out of the truck. The truck driver, a 31-year-old man from New South Wales, was slumped over in the front seat. He had blood on his face, but he looked okay apart from that. The driver was taken to hospital, telling... All right. Imagine being the person in the bus stop. Waiting for the bus, waiting for the bus, waiting for the bus. Yeah. Well, I just heard the same similar kind of story happening in um, Canada where people actually got hurt. And I don't know if it's some kind of terror attack or attempted murder. Yeah. Or if it was a vaccident. A vaccident. Well, I, I'm um, telling you, the, the these vaccinants are going to be covered up. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's scary. You got to be aware of what's going on around you at all times, everybody. Yep. Stupid people doing stupid things. CNN don't even consider that yeah, what they're saying is dangerous and harmful. And and now we're at a point where it's sort of it, that, that their approach to it may have been counterproductive in the most basic medical ways. And they weren't able to have that conversation because of financial imperatives and because they're basically owned. Well, they're a, they're a propaganda network. Yeah. I mean, that's really all they are. They're, they're just a propaganda network. Uh, and I used to think they were the news. And I think at one point in time they were the news. And I think somewhere along the line, when pharmaceutical drug companies started spending so much money, I mean, you've seen all those clips brought to you by Pfizer, Anderson Cooper brought to you by Pfizer. There is no way they can be honest. There's no way. If you're, you're accepting money from the very people that you now have to hold criminally, criminally liable, mm. and they have been criminally liable. I mean, they, they have the, the highest criminal fines of any companies ever for crimes like like what they've done lies lies covering up evidence and they just pay a fine and go back to work and that's what's wild about it if you killed 60,000 people with your company and you know your company whatever your company made your your company makes peanut butter and that peanut butter killed 60,000 people they'd be like you got to stop making peanut butter it's delicious yeah but with <laughs> the drug companies they're like oh your experimental drug where you lied about all the tests killed 60,000 people well we're going <laughs> to need a small portion of the money that you made as as a fine like Vioxx you need to stop making that peanut butter, but it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, so good. Oh, God, that was good. 
Uh, apparently, so oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 onward. Cool. I was going to say, apparently, uh, Mexico threatened, uh, Mexico's president threatens to meddle in U.S. elections with information campaign against Republicans in response to U.S. calls for action against cartel smuggling fentanyl across the border. He also said that Mexico is way more safer than the United States of America. Do you think that the Mexican president just, just maybe on the cartel payroll? I mean, absolutely. Just a little. Oh, okay. Yes, on the payroll, and also if he's not on their payroll, they'd cut his head off and replace him. Right. Um. Do you think that if things escalated to a more kinetic World War Three, more say that again? If things advanced to a more kinetic World War Three, do you think Mexico would be a big factor? Yeah, they're gonna be a big problem. Because everybody's going to be coming up from the south. It's the biggest unrestricted, unsecured border in the country. It's going to be a big problem. And that's exactly what's going to happen. You know know what needs to happen? I'll be honest with you. I've been saying this for a while now. We need to invade Mexico. We need to invade Mexico, replace their government, take over the whole country. Because what's that going to do? Firstly, go ahead. It'll be Puerto Rico. Well, no. We make them part of the United States of America. We extend our borders. Yeah. We make it all part of Texas. Texas would be happy with that. But think about that. We, we go into Mexico. We replace their government. We, we invade them. We take over and place the government. All the Mexicans out there are like, well, this isn't a bad idea. Okay? <laughs> we, we rid the cartels, eliminate all the cartels, all the crime. We bring them in. Now, industry can go over there. They don't have to worry about tariffs. They don't have to worry about all this stuff. They all become a part of the United States of America. They all get statehood, all coming to the United States, okay? Firstly, we wouldn't have to worry about illegal immigration from Mexico. No. People from there would come here. People from here would go there every day. They'd all be American citizens. Yeah. Right? And not only that is... The geopolitical expansion, the the economic expansion would be massive. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're adding, what, 50 to 80 million Christians to the United States of America. That's a good thing. Yeah, and the southern Mexico border is so much more manageable. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the Mexico-Honduras-El Salvador border or Guatemala border is way more manageable. It's way smaller. Yeah. All right, so the Red Cross provides illegals with maps and tips about how to cross the border into the U.S. What? The Red, Red Cross? Cross? Really? Dude, the Red Cross. Talk about... The Rothschilds? My God. Here's another Trump video. This is the most dangerous time in the history of our country. World War Three is looming like never before in the very dark and murky background. Lack of leadership is solely responsible for this unprecedented danger to our beautiful USA and, likewise, to the world itself. Hopeless Joe Biden is leading us into oblivion. We cannot let it happen. We have to take back the White House, or our country is doomed. Thank you very much. Yeah, he really does have a small mouth, you know that? He's got, like, this little mouth, like this Mm. little pucker mouth. Joe Biden is doomed. Doomed. A little bit. I like Donald Trump. I think he's a good dude. Hopefully he doesn't see that video. But, well. 
but he's right. We need to take back the White House. And I think that uh, that that Trump is the front runner. True. I think Trump can do it. He's just got to stay alive. Yeah. Man. Mm, let's listen I think to this. Mexi- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think Mexico is going to play a larger role next year. I, I agree. Representative Chip Roy says former Vice President Mike Pence put America first for refusing to stop election fraud on January 6th. Well, isn't that interesting? I thought there was uh, audio. I guess not. But uh, what does he say here? Chip Roy defended his support for former Vice President Mike Pence after January 6th in a Twitter post published on Monday morning after being called out by pro-MAGA patriot Alec Brucewitz for tearing up and thanking Pence's shameful efforts in refusing to stop election fraud. Roy doubled down and said that Pence's cowardly actions were America first. Hmm. Sad. Very sad. Yep. Uh, not necessarily. That's Chip Roy just kind of being sarcastic, actually. You think so? Yeah. When Mike Pence visited the RSC last year, Chip Roy stood up, tears in his eyes, and thanked Mike Pence for doing the right thing on January 6th. MAGA will never forget. And then he says America first there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Chip Roy. I like Chip Roy, but maybe he's a Pence boy. That's how I interpreted it. I don't know. The the theory that the pro-Ukrainian team whose names all remain in mystery blew up the Nord Stream pipeline with small yacht is already being questioned by the German press. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So many holes in it. So many holes. <laughs> yep, we know that this was all bullshit. This was uh, the CIA going like, oh, no, Seymour Hirsch put out a news story about uh, how we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Give us some balloons in the sky and we'll create a story for you. information mm-hmm. is their battlefield oh here we go and then you have the new york times serving up more deep state propaganda with leaked u.s intelligence claiming biden did not order the Nord Stream pipeline sabotage yep oh settled that was in evidence again this week as the New York Times once again allowed itself to be used for misinformation purposes by men and women behind the scenes of the government. Specifically, the paper reported that according to the U.S. intelligence officials, the Biden regime had nothing to do with the destruction of the Russia's two Nord Stream gas pipelines. Prior to Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, brought affordable natural gas energy to the European continent. Uh, rather, the paper claims that saboteurs are likely pro-Ukraine, possibly government-trained Ukrainian or Russian nationals, or some combination of two. Of course, right? Like, dude. Oh, yeah. This is fucking 1984 through and through, and this is just garbage. You know, and the fact that this is fucking acceptable by the American people, that we just sit here and we take this shit, this is what really pisses me off. Like, I'm yelling and screaming. I'm standing up. We need to organize and say, fuck you. We're done. We're not asking anymore. We're telling you, here's our ultimatums. You either do this or feel the wrath of the American people. It, it, there yeah. is no if, ands, or or buts about this. Or stop everything. Just stop everything you're doing. That's all we ask. Yeah. <laughs> and this needs to happen this year. I mean, this is because they're pushing this stuff fast. I don't think that they want an election in 2024. I could, I could see that as one of the possibilities of how they would want that to go. Yeah. They yeah. they don't want an election in 2024. They are moving to do this as fast as humanly possible. Mm. 
North Korea launches missiles as U.S. and South Korea kick off major drills. Not only did they launch missiles, they launched missiles from a submarine. <laughs> That's scary. And what's Donald Trump have to say about this? Kim Jong-un of North Korea, who I got to know and I got along with very well. They say, oh, don't say that. I say, why wouldn't I say that? That's a good thing, not a bad thing. But I got along with him very well during my years as president. Is not happy with the United States and South Korea doing big training and air exercises together. He feels threatened. Even I would constantly complain when I was president that South Korea pays us very little to do these extremely expensive and provocative drills. They have to pay. They were starting to pay very big, but then the Biden administration didn't ask for anything. There was no follow-up. It's really ridiculous. We have 35,000 soldiers in jeopardy. In South Korea, I had a deal for full payment to us, billions and billions of dollars from a very wealthy country is South Korea. And when I left and the new group came in, they sort of forgot about it. What are sort of forgot about it. You know, we are about to see World War III breakout. I'm telling you, it's coming. Mm. And I, I've never been more adamant about this something before in my life. And for everybody out there, you know, we're talking about the financial collapses and everything like that. We're talking about World War on the uh, on the straws here. Xi vows to strengthen military, uni- reunify Taiwan in speech, opening his third term. He was just reelected as president of China. Reunify Taiwan. That means war with Taiwan and the U.S. getting in their way. Um, with everything that's going on in the banking industry, guys, I got to tell you this. Dr. Kirk Elliott, if you have not called him, I want you to get a pen and paper right now, and I want you to take down this number, okay? It'll also be in the chat. It's also linked up below. But you can go to getgoldtoday.com, okay? Getgoldtoday.com, or give them a call, 720-605-3900. And you can call that right now and leave a message. You can buy a few hundred dollars worth of gold or silver. You can buy a few thousand. You can buy four million. You can buy $40 million worth of gold and silver. Or you can do an IRA, you can do your 401ks and ask them how you can get that money into gold and silver, and they will help you. Don't go to the stock market and buy the paper silver. The difference between the paper silver there and this paper silver that you'll buy here that goes into a vault, if you did it through an IRA, is that the vault has to have all that silver in there, and it's redeemable. You can literally go in there and get it. Okay, and Kirk will explain all of this to you. But check them out, Dr. Kirk Elliott, Get Gold Today. I'm telling you, this is the one hedge that we have that can fight against a lot of this. And if more and more patriots are putting their money in the gold and silver, which they are, that you know that damn well this value is going to go up. And now we go, Taiwan braces for total blockade. What's going to happen when China invades Taiwan, the United States moves in, goes to war, that's when Russia starts attacking NATO, and that's when North Korea attacks South Korea, and that's when Iran and Israel all go at it too. World War. Yeah. Yeah, World War. And the dollar, the economy, collapses. Done. Overnight. Yeah. And we won't even know what hit us. It's going to be like just waking up Friday, and you're having this whole freaking thing, this whole SVP bank collapsing. Everything stops. Yep. Mm -hmm. Could happen. And then... Could happen. What are banks... 
This is your the only video you need to understand about banks. Do I really have to do this, Dad? Stand now more than ever. You need to understand the importance of saving money. But Grandma said I could use this money to buy whatever I want. Okay, next please. Go on, Stanley. How can I help you, young man? I got a hundred dollar check from my grandma, and my dad said I need to put it in the bank so it can grow over the years. Well, that's fantastic. A really smart decision, young man. We can put that check in a money market mutual fund. Then we'll reinvest the earnings into foreign currency accounts with compounding interest, and it's gone. <laughs> uh, what? It's gone. It's all gone. What's all gone? The money in your account. It didn't do too well. It's gone. What do you mean? I, I have a hundred dollars. Not anymore, you don't. Poof. Well, well, what can I do to get back I'm my- I'm sorry, sir, but this line is for bank members only. I just opened an account. Do you have any money invested with this bank? No, you just lost it all. Then please stand aside for people who actually have money with us. Next, please. Hey! Hello, Mrs. Farnickel. How are you today? Making a deposit, are we? Great. We can just put that into your retirement account and make it go to work for you, and it's gone. What? Sorry, yeah, that's gone. Please step aside for people who actually have money with the bank. Next, please. Dad! Hey, I'm trying to teach my son the importance of savings. You already lost his money? Oh, Mr. Marsh, d don't worry. We can just transfer money from your account into a portfolio with your son, and it's gone! This line is for people who have money with the bank only. Please step aside. Man, they, they sure nailed that one, didn't they? Yeah, years ago, too. Oh, I love it. You know, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting week. Like Right now we're seeing... So, by the yeah. way, if you're watching crypto and you're going, oh, my God, crypto's rebounding, that's because people don't trust the banking system and people mm -hmm. are buying crypto. You remember that uh, that Star, Star Wars scene? It's a trap! It's a trap. It's called, yeah, the, it's called look, a bull trap. When things... When this happens wait until things calm down it's so volatile you should be buying when nobody's talking about mm -hmm. it um, and not all your money you should be trickling it in being smart averaging in and i'm not giving you an investment advice but that's what i would do i i would just hold off I, until things kind of come back a little bit to normal right yeah i would all right, I'm going to go in here. We have the Battle of the Streams going on. Thank you guys for everybody who's donating to us, helping keep uh, the Red Pill Project alive. Um, thank you so much, guys. Hillbilly Jackill, subrating two-month substreak. Thank you so much, Hillbilly. Shannon, 1313, 10 lemons, enlightened science, one ice cream, and one lemon patriot of Pisces, two ice cream. Grandma, five revolt, two ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon, enlightened science, patriot of Pisces, and Grandma revolt. Slumdog gifted a can. Everything woke turns to shit. That's right, Slumdog. Thanks so much for that can. Grismo, seven, four lemons. Patriot Pisces, one ice cream. Uh, Minimus, D, one diamond. Hey, I got the lemon somehow. Here's a gem for the house. Thank you so much, Minimus, Patriot Pisces, and Grismo. Annie Bean, one ice cream. Shannon, 1313, one lemon. RPG, 3573, five ice cream. Uh, thank you so much, Annie Bean, Shannon, RPG. Ab Gawandert, just followed. Jasm M. 802 just followed. Thank you so much, Ab Gawandert and Jazz M802. RMUAFC2 
gifted a cookie. Thank you, gentlemen, for everything you do. Thank you so much, RMUAFC2. Steps to nowhere. Just donated one diamond or one lemon. And I don't recall 22, one lemon. And for you guys that just joined up, thank you so much for the follow. And don't forget redpills.tv. Go on over to redpills.tv. You can find everywhere we're streaming right there. You can uh, see an older episode that I haven't updated in weeks that's sitting there that'll get updated. Uh, if you scroll down, though, there is some merch in there. And then there's also our affiliates right here. Functional Medicine Institute, Dr. Mark Sherwood, redpills.tv slash, or sorry, sherwood.tv slash redpill. My Patriot Supply, get that 25-year shelf life food, redpills.tv slash patriot. Get Gold Today is linked up there as well. You can just click on that, go there. If you go use my pillow, use that promo code RPP. And then Honey Colony, redpills.tv slash honey. And then our Rise Attire uh, merch. If you're looking for the other merch, you just go to redpillproject.online. And if you guys just wanted to help us out and support us up at the top, you have the donate button, give, send, go, cash app, and crypto. Uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. We're going to have a great week here, no matter what happens in the world. We're going to be yes. keeping track of it all, tracking it for you, and, and getting this all this information, unfolding the global conspiracy here on the Red Pill Project. So much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Have a great day. We're going to see you tomorrow on another episode of the Daily Dose. Good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me eye patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.